Well, it's been a long, full week, so why not just hang out with us on the Speaking Forum podcast? New episode here on this Friday. I'm Adam McNutt, alongside the host of the program, Mr. Andrew Gamison. Hello, Adam. It's great to be with you. And today on the show, we are uh, kind of wrapping up my Rolling Through Life series, where I talk about different aspects of my life as a disabled man. And uh, I say kind of wrapping up because we're actually probably going to wrap up with a movie review of the movie Me Before You, which was actually the inspiration of this whole series, which has now spanned, I believe this is the sixth episode of that series, as you know, with the podcast being what it is and scheduling interviews and other things that come up. We don't always do these sequentially. As a matter of fact, we often don't do them completely sequentially, but uh, we hope that you enjoy the series. And if there's ever any series that I do that you particularly enjoy and would like to be able to have it on one uh, CD so you can listen to the whole series uh, together, um, we can definitely make that happen. Just give us an email with the contact information at the end of the show. But today uh, we're talking about uh, something that I consider very important to me. And uh, uh, we'll dig in uh, as soon as Adam gives us our quote of the day. Which comes from Proverbs 18.22. It says, Whoso findeth a wife findeth a good thing and obtaineth favor of the Lord. Uh, now, this show I actually have put off and put off. Kind of like I did when I did the blog post series that this is also based on. I I put off and put off the the blog post on relationships um, because I have had the experience of being made to feel guilty when I talk to people about my loneliness and my feelings regarding um, desiring a wife and someone to build a future with. And I'll get a little bit into that as we go along uh, in the show, but I want to start out with family relationships um, because it relationships encompasses more than just the romantic and it would be it would be narrow minded of me to only focus on that this show. I have a very supportive family. Adam has met most of them, um, well, at least most of the siblings. I you haven't met all their families, but mm-hmm. that's another show altogether. <laughs> um, the way my family has grown, but uh, I've been blessed to grow up in a family where my parents had normal expectations for me, and so all growing up, I was very mainstreamed into the activities that my brothers went to. I didn't go to really camp for the disabled because I went to summer camp with my brothers at a normal summer camp. Um, and would just happen to be a guy there with a disability. And that was a big help for me. I did go to a sports camp for the disabled. So I won't say I never did, but just their level of incorporating me into everyday life was very good for me and good for my brothers. Uh, my brothers have all uh, assisted um, in various activities that I've been involved in. And, uh, my brother today, uh, has worked for one of my, my, my primary caregiver, Bartholomew has worked for Goodwill Industries and, um, Rest Haven Homes, two different places where he's able to directly help other people. And I, you know, and I, I believe that part of that has been born out of his, desire and ability to help me in learning about the things that I needed help with um, that has ingrained in him a heart for serving others. Of course, he has always had that heart, and I really appreciate that about him. 
and I will also say about my uncles. Um, my un- one uncle works with children with special needs, and another uncle works with juvenile delinquents. And I think both of those jobs were kind of um, experiences that they they may have tried otherwise, but I think um, I at least had a little bit of influence on them in realizing that there were people out there that needed assistance um, in living life and in embracing quality of life issues. So I, 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 I like the fact that I, I'm part of the family that I am, and I think that I was placed in the family to give them awareness to these issues. Uh, it's always funny when I go places and then whoever's driving me is, is anxious about the parking, you know, and they get upset when they can't find a handicapped parking space. And about the only time I get upset about that is when I'm when it's a really cold day. Yeah. In general, I'm pretty chill about it. But but um, but it's interesting how they kind of get a little more upset than I do. And then also when my siblings were little, uh, there was a time when we were all little when my brothers would ask where other families' wheelchairs were because they just thought that every family had somebody in a wheelchair that was their experience so i really think that was good and then my friendships um there have been some interesting challenges along that way i will say that i've been extremely blessed with the friends that i have adam is one of them um he's gone above and beyond in a lot of ways because of my disability it's kind of interesting because in some ways you don't want to dwell on it you don't want it to become a centerpiece of what you're doing as friends like we're just friends hanging out. But at the same time, there are things that you have to address, things that you have to deal with in order to make it work. And that's just a part and parcel of dealing with a disabled disability. I was telling Adam that one of my favorite parts about my new van is that it has very easy-to-use harnesses so that um, people that I normally would not ask to pick me up and take me places, I can now ask that because it's very easy to bell me in. So these are just things that people don't uh, often think about when they're not faced head-on with a disability. And then, um, finally, I, I want to talk about um, my uh, desire and my efforts to find a wife, to find the one that is a good thing. Um, a lot of times people joke and cut up about that kind of thing. And, you know, I, I sometimes half joke that if I can find one that stops long enough for me to catch her, then I'll, then I'll know she's the one. And, and I don't mind joking about it, but there's also some, I've also experienced some really serious heartache. And the fact of the matter is that I realize that God's will is going to play out. I believe that God has one for me and that when the time is right, I will find her. But it also is really hard when you express yourself to your friends and you say, please pray for me. I really want to find the girl that God has for me. And their response is, well, you just need to be content as a single individual. And I do understand that. um, But to be quite frank, it's very hard to take from people that are happily married. And for the most part, those are the people that 
make those statements. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when you're, when you're happily married, when you got married at 18 and you've been happily married for over 30 years and you have eight children and then you're telling me that I just need to be content and wait on God, then it's a little bit disingenuous at best and kind of annoying at worst. Um, I know that I need to be content. I know that I've struggled with contentment. I think we all have seasons where we're very content with life and then other seasons where we're not. I also see what I consider an alarming trend in Christian blog posts and such where they always tell you another person can't complete you. And I understand what they're trying to say about that. They're trying to say that if you don't have the right relationship with God first, no person is going to fill the void that only God can fill. I get that. But it was God himself that said, it is not good for a man to be alone. I will make him a helper. So if God himself said, it's not good for man to be alone, then there must have been something in God and the way he created man. Keep in mind, he said this when man was perfect. That's another thing that I think is significant. He said this when man was perfect. He still said, it's not good for man to be alone. There's no helper for him. I will make him one. So at least on some level, he must have decided that for the majority of us as men, we are not complete without a spouse. Does that mean you can't be complete without a spouse? No, it doesn't. But it does mean that God knew what he was talking about when he said it's not good for a man to be alone. And he's not talking about friendship. You know, I, I, I've heard um, single people saying, well, well, if you have friends, you're not alone. And again, I agree. But, I mean, I have always had people around me. I grew up in a big family. And I've never spent a lot of time alone. But there's still a level of relationship that you don't get from any other relationship. And that you shouldn't get from any other relationship than a relationship with a spouse. And I know it's going to be a challenge. But every single thing that I've really wanted in life, whether it's pursuing radio, like getting the opportunity to do this podcast, whether it's finding a job where I finally feel like I have a job that's really good for me and good for them as well, whether it's completing my college degree where I squeezed four years of college into seven, which takes talent, believe me. <laughs> Whatever it is, I've had to work twice as hard prove that I'm just as good. And I I don't say that because I want pity. I say that because I realize how difficult it is to live life. I realize that every friend of mine who takes the time to get to know me on, on a close level and takes the time to be the one to pick me up, to bring me someplace, or even if they don't pick me up, to bring me someplace... They clear their schedule to meet me somewhere that's convenient to me because I can't go pick them up or meet them where they are because I don't drive. I know that takes a certain measure of sacrifice. And I am fully cognizant that 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 is a special thing. And I think the benefit that I've had is to not take um, my relationships for granted. 
And I've had, I don't know, four or five times now when I've been seriously interested in a young lady. And we've never even really gotten a chance to begin that type of relationship. I kind of feel like the guy, because I can relate to this from the job point of view as well. When I, when I worked, when I was talking about employment, where I feel like the guy who goes in for the interview and never gets the job. And I know it's a weak analogy, but that's kind of the way I feel about my, my pursuit of a wife is I feel like I go in for the interview. I get to know someone, but the minute I want to take it to the next level, they run the other way as fast as they can. And again, I know that ultimately God's will will play out and he knows what he's doing. I'm not negating that at all. But there's also a part of me that says something's got to change. There has to be something that can be done so that I can get to the next level, so that I can get to the point where we're actually asking questions and answering questions to allay people's fears. I think I talked about this during the personal care episode. I do not mind detailing my disability. I've had some very intimate, if you want to call that, conversations with Adam about things I've needed help with and other aspects of my disability. I've been open and honest. This is the first time on the podcast throughout through this series that I've been this honest. But I'm open and honest with my friends. They know what the score is if they want to know what the score is. If they want to turn away from the television, as it were, and not look at the score, that's their choice. And sometimes it causes them to back away. I I felt that in a very real way in certain aspects. And I don't blame them either. But I'm here to tell you I'm not afraid to answer the tough questions. Not afraid to have the tough conversations. And, you know, I thought it was interesting when I, because I've read and I've read books by Johnny Erickson Tata. And a lot of them people look at that and they say, well, she found a guy who just loves the fact that she's disabled and is able to deal with it in such an amazing way. And that's not the case at all. We read um, Johnny and Ken a love story, and he actually talks about with great candor how he got to the point where he was starting to resent it and God had to pull him back. But my, my biggest point here is one of the things she said, uh, I've heard her say is part of the reason their marriage has been able to last is she was able to, she was able to get to the point, uh, at certain times where she's like, you need to get away. You need to just have some time with your buddies to just do normal guy things without me, without me, holding you back and so she has caregivers and she would send them away for a couple days to recharge his batteries so that he could come back and be the husband he needed to be to her so it wasn't about him being able to to handle everything it was actually kind of when we talk about sin it's kind of the same way it was actually him being able to admit i can't handle everything There are some things about this that make me uncomfortable. That's actually where the real growth comes. When you're able to to 
talk about things that are uncomfortable and still grow and, and be strengthened from it. You know, Adam's um, probably too kind to talk about those things in detail that um, that have made him uncomfortable. But I'm sure there have been some aspects. But as we've worked through them, I think we've gotten to a place where we're not uncomfortable with one another. But it's because we communicate. And um, and that's basically all I'm saying. And so as I close, I just would ask that you would pray for me in a very real way that God would um, strengthen me, that he would show me who it is that he has for me to pursue a future with. And, you know, my brothers and I have joked before we wish God would use physical spotlights. Like you just <laughs> you just put a light above the one, and so then you didn't have to to go down so many wrong paths again. Um, because yeah, so so I just I just want to ask you to pray for me because I really feel that there are certain things I want to pursue in my ministry, sub ministries that I want to do that I can't do very well as a single man, things that I have a heart to do to minister to couples. And so I feel like being a couple will be a big asset to that. But I know all things um, are in a particular time, and I just covet your prayers. It's very hard um, to hear somebody say, you're a good brother, but, or you're a good friend, but that's, but that. Well, well, the good brother but does work too because whether it's a good friend or a good brother, or we're we're good as friends, and sometimes that's true, and other times they don't talk to you again. Mm. I mean, that's that's the reality that I've faced. I've also faced having a father um, tell me that they didn't think I could provide for their daughter, or at the very least, implying that. I've had, uh, you know, kind of two times when that happened. So um, just things like that where I know in most cases they try to let me down easy, but it's not not easy to deal with. And like I said, um, I know that you can't make someone care for you. But the fact that I've gone through so many uh, downs in this department, it just makes me wish um, that things could be different. You know, in large part, I've accepted the way God made me. But there are nights when I lay awake wishing with all my heart that I had a whole and complete body to offer a wife. Because I know there are some things that husbands do for wives that I will never be able to do. But I also know that I have a lot to offer. And so, as I said, I'm just asking for prayer and I'm asking... Uh, that you would you would pray that as I've had so many friends accept me for who I am and help me with different things, that you would pray that God would send me the one that he has for me. And if you have struggles in this area, I'd like to hear your feedback as well and just some of the things you've gone through uh, because I think we can pray for each other and help each other. And if it's a story that you want to share, maybe you have gone through some of these issues, but you found the one that you are uh, 
that you are supposed to be with and and that is your forever someone and you'd like to share a story either way we'd like to hear your stories so that we can share them on the podcast or even if you don't want to share them on the podcast we'd love to hear your stories so that we can pray for you or interact with you privately if if that's what you wish well that kind of wraps up my personal portion of this series uh we'll probably be back um to do a review of the movie me before you which as i said before kind of inspired this podcast series and it's not a christian worldview movie but i think it addresses some issues dealing with disabilities and interpersonal relationships particularly of the romantic kind that we need to be able to discuss as a society and as a christian church in particular so if anyone out there would like to come into the studio or join us over the phone and review this movie with Adam and I we would really appreciate it as we um, figure out how exactly to view it and then to review it all right that's all I have for you today but as I said I hope the series about my life has been encouraging and I hope that you've seen God through it all because my story is his story and with that I will say to you have a great weekend and keep serving the best of masters. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Your host has been Andrew Gomison, founder of Speaking for Him, alongside his co-host and executive producer, Adam McNutt. For more information on today's show and to leave us comments and voicemails, visit speakingforhim.blogspot.com. You can find Andrew's ministry at speakingforhim.com. That's speaking, the number four, H-I-M. You can also interact with us at facebook.com slash speakingforhim and on Twitter at speakingforhim. And when you look for us on iTunes and Stitcher, let us know what you think of the podcast by leaving a rating and review.